0: Through this service this morning. Let the hearing ear hear. Lord, I just thank you that life will be evident. Lives will be changed from the word that is presented this morning. And we give you praise this morning. We give you the glory and the honor that is due to you in Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. God is good. Amen. I woke up this morning feeling fine. Woke up with heaven on my mind. You guys, some of you remember that old song? Uh, Sister Presley used to sing it, right? Right? Was that her? Yeah, Okay. Uh, but God is good. Amen? And uh, I, I had the opportunity for my grandson, uh, one of them, stay the night with me in my house here in DeSoto for the first time this week. And uh, uh, he was just happy to do it. Now, Elijah, you know, He's eight. So he's big, he's grown, he thinks. And um, I said, Are you gonna sleep with grandma? Because he's slept with grandma since he was little, you know. He's like, Oh no. I'm like, When did this happen? (laughs) He's like, I'm gonna sleep in that room. So he slept in my spare room. And I went in there in the morning and looked, you know, to check on him and shut the door so I wouldn't wake him up. And he's laying sideways with his feet sticking out about that far off the side of the, the bed. About an hour later, he comes popping out of the room, and I'm like, good morning. He goes, I've been awake for a while. I said, you have? He goes, yeah, I've been laying in there thinking. I'm like, well, that's good, that's good. But that got me to thinking about, okay, what do we think about when we first wake up in the morning, you know? He's eight. What has he got to think about, right? (laughs) I mean, his list of things to do for the day. (laughs) Gotta play some Minecraft. I gotta watch Mr. Beast on YouTube. Got to harass my grandma. I say harass. I showed him my new riding lawnmower. Guys, I got a new riding lawnmower. My dad, my dad had to come out and see it. My brother Travis had to see it. My brother Jason had to see it. My son had to see. It. I want to see your lawnmower. Everyone, they get to my house. Let me see. Your. They go straight to the shed. They don't care about the house. They want to see the lawnmower. So, Alexa, yeah. Well, one of the brothers did take it for a ride around. Check this thing out. Elijah's like cop right on it. He wanted to see grandma's lawnmower. <laughs> and he starts acting like me on the lawnmower and teasing me how I was driving it around. Oh, I can't drive it. Oh. <laughs> it starts. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, okay, I see where we're at. <laughs> I see where our relationship's at. Be ready. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, but anyway, um, it got me to thinking, you know, what do we think about when we first open our eyes in the morning, you know, and, uh, and I told you guys last time I minister, I, I, I am making a choice on purpose. Everybody say on purpose. on purpose. To declare that this is the day he has made. Amen. It's not up to anybody else but God, right? This is his day. Yeah. He made this day. Yeah. I didn't create this day. Our government sure didn't create this day. They like to tax you on this day, but they didn't create it. Okay, so I make sure I recognize it's His day, Amen. And I recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit, Amen. But I was thinking about Elijah sitting there thinking in his in the bed, and um, uh, he, you know, didn't tell me what he was thinking about. I'm like, well, what is? I'm like, are you hungry? Do you want a juice? you want some milk? You, you, you know What do you want to do? Do you want to watch some cartoons? Like, was that what he was thinking about? Right? A lot of times, as we wake up in the morning, what do we think about? We might be thinking about that first cup of coffee. Yes, can I get a witness? <laughs> right? Or breakfast. I roll out of bed to turn the coffee on. I got a bun, so it's fast. Thank you for a bun. Yeah. Uh, uh, pour my cereal every morning. Like, that's my routine. Right? Uh, or we're thinking about our list of things to do in the mornings or uh, responsibilities that we might have for the morning, right? Um, where I need to go, what I need to do, or maybe what you don't have to do this morning, right? <laughs> we might think of those. But every day that we wake up in the mornings, there's decisions that are made for us, Right? Uh, There's two factors that are trying to make those decisions for us. It's either going to be the flesh or it's going to be the spirit. And the thing is, you get to choose which one you're going to listen to. (laughs) Now, I know. I am an early bird. I usually wake up anywhere between 5 and 6.30 automatically. No alarms automatically happens to me. I wake up. And then people are like, I woke up early at 7. I'm like, (laughs) my day's half gone. You know, John Wayne, you're burning daylight. You know, that's my motto. (laughs) I used to, years ago, pastors, when they lived down a few blocks from here, I would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and work out with Pastor Michelle for a good year and a half, right? Lost 55 pounds doing so, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Anybody in town, I'm just saying, five o'clock, if you're ready, let's do it, because I need some motivation. (laughs) But um, I've always woke up early. I'm an early person. Uh, I I don't waste time. Let's get this thing going, right? People say, do you want a morning appointment or an afternoon? I said, let's get that thing done in the morning i got things to do today. I don't got time to waste. So I am a morning, let's get going person. But I have to make sure that my decisions are based on the spirit and not off my flesh. Amen. Right? I don't want my flesh to dictate to me what I'm supposed to do every day. I don't want it to. When I was younger, it did. When I was younger, I him hauled around. Especially when I was in school. We were allowed to miss 10 days of school each semester before you had to start making it up. And guess what I did? I missed exactly 10 days every semester. My flesh had control. I learned how to forge my dad's name and write me an absent note. I know. There's no kids in here. right? Don't do that, okay? (laughs) It's wrong. My flesh... Took control. And it got me in trouble a lot too. Can I get a witness, right? <laughs> but when we wake up in the morning, we need to recognize Him. We need to recognize His goal and His purpose in life. Amen? We don't need to let our growling stomach make our choices for us. Uh, we don't need our responsibilities to always make our choice for us. I love that people work. I do there's a lot of people out there that won't work, Amen. and they want to com- p- complain. I'm just going to get out my soapbox box for just a second, okay? They complain that they don't have anything, and it's the responsibility of somebody else to make sure they make ends meet, but they won't get up and go to work. Uh, my niece Christy, many of you guys know her. She comes to church from time to uh, she comes to church here. She she texted me this morning. She had a family thing this morning. Uh, but she's like, Aunt Ree, she says, most people's problems would be solved if they just get up and go to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that people take that responsibility serious and they're dedicated to it. I love that. But sometimes it can override what the Holy Spirit is telling you, right? Something told me not to go to work today. Remember 9-11? There was a lot of people that stayed home. Something... I don't know why, but I just felt like I needed to stay home today. I don't know why, but I went in a different way to work and it made me late. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. We don't, as believers, we don't sit back and say, I don't know why. We know why, right? Yep. Even if we don't know exactly right then and there, later on, we're like, that's why, Holy Spirit, you were guiding me. You were yeah. leading me, right? Right? Yeah. <coughs> We don't even let our desire for success to dictate to us every day. It is a great motivation. It's a great thing to have. But it, doesn't, it never o- should override the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So those two driving forces, the flesh and the spirit. The flesh is your natural things, uh, your emotional things. Your actual physical body is uh, flesh, is like your senses. You're, you're seeing, smelling, hearing. And then the other part of your flesh is your emotions, right? You, you, if you're happy or if you're sad or depressed or anxious or excited, right? Uh, but neither one of those are good indicators how to run your life. Amen. Neither one of those. You're not run by your natural senses of smell and see. We sure don't go by what we see, right, or what we hear or what, what we can touch. And we sure don't go by if we're happy or sad because those are subject to change. But God's word and God's spirit is not. It says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? Right? It says that his word will not return void; it will do exactly what it was set out to do, and perform exactly what it said it was it will perform. Uh, Abraham found the Lord faithful to do exactly what he promised, right? So, and the Holy Spirit always leads us and guides us through the Word of God. So we're not uh, moved. By our flesh. We're not moved by our emotions. They're good to have, and God will use those sometimes, but they are not our deciding factor. The Holy Spirit, joy and peace, is our deciding factor. Amen? Uh, So some of the things uh, that your emotions do is happy, sad, disgust, fear. We all know and have been taught that fear is not a good indicator at all. It will drive us away from the will of God. Amen. Anger, pride. Pride is a big thing. (laughs) And uh, yes, the world has grabbed a hold of that. And there's a reason why God says it's a sinful thing. (laughs) But as believers, sometimes we grab a hold of certain areas of our life that we are prideful over. And we need to watch that. We need to make sure it's not driving us. If there's an area that we are prideful in, we've we've got to get rid of that. And you know, look at me or I'm not like them. Right? That's pride. I told you last time I, I come from a rough background. I was telling my uh, niece, I was talking to Christy yesterday, I said, sometimes I look, did I really graduate to college? Did that really happen? (laughs) It shocks me every day (laughs) that I did that because I struggled in school, you know? Uh, I was in the remedial class for reading, and now I'm teaching reading. How'd that happen? God. It It wasn't me. The whole time I... You know, I was faithful to do what God told me to do. That's the only part that was me. But he was the one that opened the avenues. He's the one that blessed me with scholarships. He's the one that made Pastor Michelle's voice ring through my head every single day that when I didn't want to do homework or didn't want to go to class. I didn't miss a class. I didn't miss an assignment. I went every day. And she looks at me and says, I expect you to be the top of your class. Now, when Pastor Michelle tells you something like that, You're like, yes, (laughs) ma'am, right, shaking. And so those days when I didn't feel like going to school, guess what woke me up? I expect you to be at the top of your class. That was the Holy Spirit. It was in her voice, but it was the Holy Spirit. And I told you before that it opened avenues for me to receive scholarships, lots of them. I probably brought home pretty close to... About $7,000 in scholarships every semester. Ain't nobody but God, right? And so when we learn to listen to what he's saying, and like I said, sometimes it's in the voice of your pastor or somebody in in the congregation or some, you know, Joyce Myers of, you know, conquering dirty dishes and putting your your shopping cart back, right? They're in those voices, and it, it's setting you up for victory. It's not, oh, my gosh, i got to take this cart back because Joy said. <laughs> it's not that. Right. It's leading you to victory, right? How can you pray for protection that your car don't get hit by a shopping cart if you don't put the shopping cart back? Amen. All right? It's leading you to victory. Another thing is, someone has to chase those carts down. Would you want somebody to do that at your work? Put things back where they go, right? Sow the seed of love. It's not because joy said. It's because God is setting you up for victory. Say victory. victory. Just go around all the time and just say victory you know just when you're you're just standing there in your in your house washing the dishes or uh you know driving down the driving down the highway just say victory. I mean because it's yours and you have a right to claim it. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you got to remind yourself in your situation. Wait a minute. I walk in victory. You've got to remind yourself that sometimes because the world can come against you. Things in life can surround you, and it feels like it's closing in, but in all reality, you're walking in victory. And when you say those words, it pushes that circumstance that's trying to overwhelm you back. Amen? So, um, the flesh can be loud. Anybody? Yeah? Yeah? And demanding. I want my coffee now, right? Those, those don't talk to me until I had my coffee. That's pure flesh talk right there. Amen. If you're going around your house and saying, nope, don't talk to me, I've got to get my coffee first. Maybe your spouse should look at you and say, are you fleshed, ruled, ruled by coffee, right? No, don't do that. I don't want to stir up anything. <laughs> Well, you remember what Pastor Marie said? No, don't do that either. (laughs) Just pray for them. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) But uh, we don't want to be ruled by that. You can still get up in the morning and say, Good morning. It's a great day to be alive as you're pouring your coffee. You're still going to get your coffee at the same time. It's okay if someone talks to you while you're pouring your coffee. It is okay. The coffee demon is not coming out of you. <laughs> coffee is not the Holy Spirit that governs that caffeine demon, okay? You've got to check yourself. Amen. Allow the Holy Spirit. Listen, I'm not on my soapbox to preach at anybody in the morning. I, I'm not. But, you know, you see a lot of things in this world. You're like, that is not good to say that. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Well, who are you? I said the atmosphere. I want a happy environment. I want a joyful environment. And my goal in life is to be a source of joy for you. It will be rare that you will see me sad, even in the midst of trouble, because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Got it? so don't be that mama <laughs> don't be that daddy bear either okay oh he's a bear he's a grizzly bear don't be that person okay be the source <laughs> am i preaching on you no. <laughs> you're the chat be the teddy bear not the grizzly bear like that that's good that's good <laughs> Yes, teddy bear. But uh, you want to make sure that you're not causing your family to be in fear of your attitude. Amen. And how to do that is to be governed by the Holy Spirit and not by our flesh in the morning. Amen? Amen. So the flesh it can be loud. It can be controlling. It can demand, right? The flesh can also be fearful. It can be uh, timid. And it caused you to step away from things of the Spirit, right? I, I'm afraid to act out where the Spirit is leading me, you know, your insecurity. And we want to be governed by the Spirit, amen? It might seem like that, but here's the thing. The thing that's trying to control you, you have the right to control it. There will be times when my flesh is out of control, and I'm like, listen, straighten up. I am a mama, and I have used those words. Straighten yourself up, right? I, I've been watching Deborah and Ronnie, and they give Aubrey, you know, some warnings, and then it's time for consequences. Is that the word you use? I loved it. I told my stepmom about it. She goes, I like that. Correction. It's time for correction. It's time for correction. And I'm like, and she knew right away, that's why she does, no! <laughs> she knows their words. She knows. Your situation should know your words. Yes. Flesh should know your words. Flesh, it's time for correction. Straighten up, right? I, I, I moved into DeSoto a few weeks ago, and, and boxes have surrounded me. And if anybody knows me, I'm a person of organization, Right? And I moved into a smaller house, but I'm grateful because it is a paid-for house. Yeah. It is a nice house. Yeah. Just need need to freshen up the paint, right? And need to get me a little bit more storage. That's it. And as I'm going through there, I'm like going from one room to another to another, and that's not me either. And my flesh was feeling overwhelmed. And my flesh was feeling anxious. And... I stopped in the middle between my living room and my kitchen, and I'm like, no, stop. And my son, Sam, was there. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm going to sit down for a minute because my flesh is wanting to be anxious, and I don't do that. Well, Mom, it's okay to be anxious sometimes. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm not that person. Oh, everybody gets anxious. I said, I do not. So I'm going to stop this situation right now, take a break. And get me a game plan. Because I don't, I don't allow my flesh to be anxious. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. Amen. Right? God is in control. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes it's okay just to sit down, let your spirit man get take control. Calm your flesh down. That's why we put our kids in time out to calm that flesh down. Put yourself in time out. <laughs> flesh, time out. Let the spirit talk to you. Yeah i want to take a timeout. We've said that, right? I'm going to take a break is what we say, but we're really putting ourselves in timeout. <laughs> so we want to be led. We don't want the, 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 the flesh to run us, to take control of us, right? We take control of it. And as we learn to walk in the Spirit, then we, learn, we start walking in a higher level. Amen? We start walking in victory. Yes. We start living a life where victory reigns and righteousness rules. Amen? But here's the thing, and this, this might make you want to shout, okay? You can be led by the Spirit 24-7. Amen. 24-7 we can be led by the Spirit. Now, I, as I was studying for this message, I'm like, Lord, I am not there. <laughs> but I can be, Right? I am sure not where I came from. I have made progress and a lot of it. But I am not fully grown. (laughs) I am not fully mature in the Holy Spirit. And this is helping me as I hope that it helps you. Amen. So uh, the Spirit of God is with us right now. He doesn't take a break from you. He doesn't go to time out. I'm going to take a break from you right now. Your flesh is in control. He doesn't leave us. He goes right with us to time out and ministers to us. Amen. He's like, I know, I know. But listen, we've got a plan. Okay, this is what I want you to do. And if we're, if we're cued in, if we're zoned in to what the Holy Spirit has, we can walk in victory every, every single time. It's okay to say, hold on, I need a moment. It's not because you're overwhelmed. It's because you want to hear. You need to shut some things down so you can hear. There's nothing wrong with saying, I need a moment. That doesn't mean you need a moment to go lose it. That means you need a moment to go hear from the Spirit. Amen. So we've got to change what we mean by, I need a moment. I love that our pastors are, we're going to pray on that. We're not jumping on that. Let us pray to make sure. Let us go find out what the Holy Spirit wants this ministry to do. I love that. I've worked for this ministry for 20, are we on 24 years, 23? For 23 years, and there's been some times where we jumped, and we shouldn't have jumped. There's some times that we've got ourselves in some pickles, and we shouldn't have. There's some times when the Holy Spirit was trying to talk to us, and we got so excited about the event, we missed it. And we had to say, we missed it. <laughs> you know, we're really messed up. The Holy Spirit was trying to talk to us, and we missed it. And But we're learning, and it's getting better. It is getting better. This ministry runs smoother than it ever has, and I'm so excited about that. And I, I'm excited that I've gotten to see the growth, not only in our pastors, but our leadership, in our congregation, and and the things around us, and it's exciting, but we're learning to be led by the Spirit more, yeah. right? We're growing. So the Spirit is with us right now. Now, you might not always feel the Spirit, but He's always there, and He's always talking to us. God wants us to operate in the realm of the Spirit. That's how we claim victory, by operating in the realm of the Spirit. That's how we uh, Claim the victory that he has by walking in the Spirit. There's a better quality of life for us to to obtain. But here's the thing it doesn't happen overnight. When we set out to start following the Holy Spirit, we are not going to be as proficient as somebody else that's been doing it for 25 years. You know, I look at Kenneth Hagan, or excuse me, Kenneth Copeland, and I think, wow. He's, he's doing some great stuff, multi million dollar projects. And I'm like, was believing for my light bill to be paid for. Like Brother Dave was talking about, you know, we're going to believe for our light bill to be paid for. That might be your step and where you're at. And, and, and I'm just like, God, teach me to believe like they believe, right? Our pastors are believing for some big projects, and as the congregation, we should be believing right with them, right? That's some big projects. And I remember when we were just believing to pay the staff that that was scheduled to be, you know, here. Or, you know, there was a time when we had to believe product in for the church. And I don't mean that product. I mean, like, bathroom product and cleaning products because it wasn't there. So, you know, I remember when we had to do that. So it was a growth project. <laughs> we're going to be here and believe God for this, but next thing you know, we're believing for, you know, TV ministry. I remember when pastor said, God said, go on radio. I'm like, how's that going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean God said? You know, he says that this is the opportunity. I, you know, I believe that we're supposed to be here. I'm like, well, what about this? And what about this? I'm on the board, and I'm doing all this what about, what about, what about. And a mature board member, pastor said, well, I, I believe God said to do it, and he heard that, and all I could hear is dollar signs, ding, 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 <laughs> and so I'm asking all those questions, and that mature board member said, if God said it, then it'll happen, Amen. and I'm like, okay, <laughs> learn from your elders, right, <laughs> learn from those that have already been there, so it took practice. We were believing God for the money to be on radio. Now we're believing God to be on TV all over this country and and other countries. And that's a a big step. But we had to mature and practice where we were at. Start where you're at. Nobody's looking down on you for starting where you're at. You know, you're not going to believe for an airplane for your ministry if you can't believe god for the gas money right now amen. right not you guys somebody else faith builders know how to believe amen? amen but i'm using that as an example if we're having a hard time believing god for five dollars a gallon a gallon how can we believe god for the airplane and we've heard the story with pastor caldwell that god wanted him to pay full price for a suit and he's like i can get three of them for the same price that I'm, 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 I'm that person, too. When they, he told that story, I'm like, oh, Lord, you're speaking to me. You know, I'm like, I can get three of them down the road, you know. <laughs> uh, and, but it was, if you can't believe me for a full price suit, then how can you believe me for a, a church, a building, right? Amen. So we've got to obey him in the small things. Amen. Don't get choked up in the small things, Amen. So, it takes practice, and we got to recognize that. There's degrees of glory to glory, right? Obedience to obedience. Take those steps, rejoice where you're at, and then get on the next project. Whatever it is, it can be financial, it can be spiritual, it can be mental, right? Family. Listen, I got a big family, and they need lots of prayer, (laughs) including myself. And so, it's not always just finances. It's restoration of your family. But it's time to enjoy the blessings that come with the leading of the Holy Spirit. So I want to give you some principles. I started to call them uh, uh, keys or um, advice. And the Holy Spirit checked me and said, don't call it advice. They're principles. Because advice, you can take it or leave it. But principles, if you actually apply this, it will work. Amen. It's up to you. Okay? Because these are principles that are found in the Bible that are proven to work. They are not advice. Okay? I'm not Dr. Feel. This is the Holy Ghost in the Bible. Amen? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 13. or Excuse me, chapter 12. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. He equips us with so much resources. And the Holy Spirit is, is a big, big resource for us. We got His Word, we got His love, right? And we have the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes I can use the Word against the, my own situation and I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit. It's like, I don't want you to use that scripture, I need you to use this one over here. When I'm using this one over here, and it's hindering me. And I'll get to that. I want to get ahead of myself. So Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. And it says, Wherefore seeing, also, wherefore seeing we also are compressed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. You should underline that word. I'm not even going to talk about it, but you should underline it. (laughs) Uh, uh, The race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of of the throne of God. Now, uh, in the NIV, do we have the NIV by any chance? Okay, that's fine. In the NIV, where it, says, uh, it, where it says lay aside, the NIV uses the word to throw off. So where it says to lay aside those things that so easily beset you, beset means to hinder you. The NIV says to throw off those things that are hindering you. Okay? So we got to recognize those things that are coming against us from to getting to where God wants us to go. It can be, uh, the biggest one I have battled with, I'm just going to talk about me, and if it, if it helps you, then praise God, right? My biggest one is my attitude. It is. So that hinders me sometimes. I have the wrong attitude about it. And so I have to check that. And so w- what has helped me is what I said earlier, is I am determined to be a source of joy. When you are determined to be a source of joy, you can't have a bad attitude, <laughs> So I've invited the Holy Spirit to check me on that. So that's me throwing off that attitude so that I'm not being a hindrance to my own believing or the believing of the ministry. When pastor said, let's go on radio, I had an attitude about finances. Well, how's this going to happen? Well, I I had a bad attitude. And so pastor had to throw it off for me, you know, by telling me to, to shut up. He did. He did. He'd shut up. I could teach you something, he said. I had to throw that off. I had to because my attitude wasn't in the right place. Some people are their mindset about money. Some people are their uh, mindset about other people, right? I can, you know. For an example, if someone mentions a certain name, okay, you know who it is. I don't know who it is in your life. But it's a certain name, and you're like, mm-mm, uh-uh. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You're not walking in love. I can say that because I'm talking about me, not you. I'm talking about me. <laughs> right? there can be a name mentioned and automatically something comes up within you, your flesh, because it's not your spirit. It's your flesh. Now, I'm not saying go be best friends with that person, hang out with them. I'm not saying that. But we need to love them, because if we don't, nobody else will. Amen. If we don't love them, they might not see the, uh, the gospel and be set free. So uh, those things can hinder us. Bad habits can hinder us. Uh, the love of television can hinder us. Amen. It's probably one of the biggest robbers of time. Ever. Is your iPad or television or your computer or your smartwatch or, you know, it can hinder you. You know, smartwatches. I think they're awesome. But I thought huh, I might get one of those. And this is just me. I know people have them. It's just me. But why would I want to know when the email comes through 24-7? Why would I want to know that? I don't, I don't got time for that. It goes up being, people are, like, what, do you, you got to go somewhere? No, I got an email. We're out climbing a mountain, enjoying the scenery, and you're checking your email. <laughs> Put that thing up, right? So, there's all kinds. Of <laughs> guilty. <laughs> I, I'm not preaching it. I'm just saying. For me, I like. I don't need something. More, something. One more thing. Dinging. Ding. 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 Who said that? You. That's a good one. <laughs> Might have to use that one. <laughs> he said it's not a smart Watch. watch it's a controlling watch. <laughs> uh. Last year, I went from kindergarten to first grade. I finally graduated kindergarten and moved to first grade. <laughs> and I was stuck in between the vortex of text and emails of first grade and kindergarten. So every email or text that kindergarten got, I got. Every email te- or text that um, first grade got, I got. <laughs> and we have 10 kindergarten teachers and eight first grade teachers plus our principal, okay? Plus Nurse Walker, plus the library, because they're all emailing you at that time of the year about anything that needs to be done before school starts. And I'm like, you have got to take me off there. (laughs) You know, and I'm sitting at home in the evening, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, ah! (sighs) (sighs) That was flesh. (laughs) <laughs> my phone needed a timeout. <laughs> well, I'm laying there in bed. Now, I was laying in the kindergarten crew, and they're all about my age. There you know, was like one young one, you know, it was in her 20s. They're all around my age. They go to bed at 9 o'clock, right, or 10. They're not up at 11 or 12 o'clock at night. But the first-grade crew has several that are younger, and they're still up at 12. And a text comes through in the middle of the night. I'm like, what in the world is this? <laughs> and they're like, well, you can turn off the conversation. You can mute this and you can mute that. I said, I live by myself. I don't need to mute anything. I need my phone to be ready if I need it. I don't need you guys texting in the middle of the night. <laughs> and we were, we were at lunch and we were talking. They're like, did you get that text? I said, oh, yeah, I got it at 12. Yes, I did. <laughs> And this girl, like, and she goes, I was wondering how you felt about it. I said, it's ridiculous that you're texting at 12. Go to bed. That's why you guys come in a minute after school starts because you're too tired to get up. Go to bed. I told you I'm 50. I can say what I want. I said it. I don't need another thing distracting. I don't need it. So I have to watch those things. We need to lay those. If it's hindering you, you need to lay it aside whether it be TV or electronics. And, it, and God's not saying get rid of it totally. You know, he might not be saying, you know, throw all your electronics away. He's, he's probably not saying that. But sometimes we need to give it a rest and walk away from it so we can hear the Spirit, so we can hear him speaking to us. Take a break. <laughs> Go to, t- put your electronics in time out. <laughs> I... You know, I, I one of the biggest things that I did, and it really opened my eyes when, before I moved back to Kansas, uh, uh, if I turned off my cable and my internet on May 8th, then I didn't have to pay anymore. And I like to keep money, and I'm like, I'll just turn it off. But I, got, I felt my, my flesh, not my spirit, my flesh, got anxious about it. Like, well, if you turn it off, then you're not going to have your iPad working, and you're not going to have this, and you're not going to have that. And and I'm like, but I need to pack. I need to cancel these. I need to make phone calls. I I needed to take care of stuff. I needed to power wash my carport and my front porch. And got me a power washer, too, guys. (laughs) (laughs) More power. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) So I've got, you know, I've got things to do, and... And I'm like, it's going to save me $155 if I do this. I'm going to keep that money, and then I won't have to pay another bill when I move here and make that transfer of address, and I don't have to do all that if I cancel and take the equipment in and get it done. But my flesh got so anxious about it. And, of course, the first four or five days, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? I did. And I'm, but then, like, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, I'm like, this is pretty nice. And now I don't have cable or Internet. I have Internet on my phone. And I was thinking, I need to get Internet so I can watch some Roku and, you know, watch some shows. <laughs> there you go. And um, I went and got an antenna. I thought, I'll just get an antenna. I've got 40 channels on my antenna. It comes in really good. I'm mm-hmm. like, awesome. And then I thought, wait a minute. I don't need Internet. got it on my phone. It's good enough. Hook my laptop when I need it to it. Save me some money. <laughs> I hardly turn my TV on. I got this last month I've gotten in the habit of not watching TV. I over the last four days it's only been on one time for a couple hours because Lucas, who was two, it's the first time I babysetted him. So he you know, I wasn't sure how he'd handle this. So we had Elmo on the background, right? And Clifford the big red dog. Going just in case, right? So that's the only time it's been on in the last four or five days. That's it. It changed something in me that I didn't feel like I had. We had TV going the whole time we were up, the TV was on constantly, even if we weren't watching, the TV's on in the background. That's distracting to your spirit. So I had to lay some things down. Again, I'm not on my soapbox. You do what God tells you to do. But you know those things that beset you, whether it be an attitude, anger, sadness, right? Thoughts of something. Don't let your mind get carried away with thoughts. Get a hold of those thoughts. Like I said, straighten it out. No, I will not think that way. No, I will not act that way. Right? Right? We need to get a hold of those things and throw them out, throw them off. When, when, when you're drowning, you want to get rid of any weight that's taking you down. Amen. Okay? And sometimes, I've been in places where I was felt like I was drowning, and I needed to get rid of some of those hindrances that were, were taking me down. When I first started this walk with God, it, I needed everything. I needed to change everything. I needed to do everything. And I had to get rid of stuff. I had to put do away with some things that was causing me to, to not run the race that God had set before me and not get the supply he wanted for me because I was too worried about something over here. I hope that makes sense. So, it's kind of like fire ants. You guys know what fire ants are? I knew fire ants existed, and if we have them in Kansas, I've never seen them. And I've been in the woods. We grew up playing in the woods, me and my brothers. And uh, I never come across fire ants. Poison ivy, yes, I never got poison ivy either. But my brother, Jason, would have to go to get a shot, because it would be so bad on him. I'm like, you got my dose too, because I don't get poison ivy. And uh, but fire ants. They're a real thing down the south now. On the playground. I'm like, this is a for real thing? I thought it was like in a foreign country or something. Well, Arkansas kind of is a foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I laughs> it's a good place. It's a good place. But it was it's different. And I'm like, there really are fire ants out on the playground. And we put cones out. And sure enough, there'd be that one kid that would rock and play, go pick up the cone. Look what and we're like, there's fire ants. Next thing you know, they're covered with fire ants and they're screaming because they burn when they bite you. Burn like fire, that's why they call them fire ants. And uh, so they'd take the kid and they'd strip them off their clothes and their socks and their shoes and throw them in the dryer. And, you know, as an elementary school, you have backup clothes. And if we didn't have any that, you know, was available, they sat there in a blanket until we got the fire ants off. But they stripped them off fast. And at my house there in Clarksville, I had fire ants. And I'm in the house. It was for my 50th birthday. And my brother, there was quite a few people there, uh, uh, my siblings and relatives. And uh, I heard Abel, my second grandson, screaming. And, of course, I went, Grandma runs out and finds out what's going on. My brother Travis is carrying him. I'm like, what's the matter? And Abel's screaming, fuck so I grabbed him and threw, threw off his clothes, ripped them off, and threw him in cold water, cool water. And the next thing you know, here comes my nephew and his, his grandma bringing him, my great-nephew, and he's got it too, and he's crying. We're throwing him in the... Abel cried for two months about them fire <laughs> It was a big deal to him. But we didn't hesitate to throw it off. We didn't second-guess it. We didn't make him stand there and take it either, right? Why? Because it brought discomfort. It brought pain. It was hindering his ability to have a joyful life. That's why we need to throw off those things that hinder us because it's keeping us from having the things that God wants us to have, living the life that God wants us to live. We can fight and say, it's my right to hold on to these things, You're right, because God said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. But he gave us a big hint. He said, choose life so that you and your children may live. Amen? And not just live and survive. We talked about that surviving. But it's to live the abundant life, the advantage of life, right? The prosperous life, the healthy life. We've got to cast those things aside that are so easily besetting us we got to get rid of it. And the thing is, the devil wants you to hold on to it. He wants you to fight for him. Why? Because he wants to slow your progress down. He wants to keep you from getting the victory. Amen. Well, let's talk about what a hindrance is. It's anything that is out of line with the word of God. Anything that's out of line with the word of God. Again, that's why Satan... Wants you to hold on to him. He doesn't want you to have the things of God. In Galatians chapter 3 and 5 and 6, excuse me, Colossians chapter 3 5 and 6, and Galatians 5 19, you can find some of these hindrances. I'm just going to read them for time's sake. Impurity, anything that's impure in your life, get rid of it. Unholy desires, get rid of it. Greed. Anger. We talked about that. Rage. If you're like, (sighs) and red, you're not walking in the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. I've been there. I remember Joyce Myers telling a story about one of her children spilt milk at the table. And she gets so mad and yelling and screaming and huffing and puffing because she didn't want that milk to go into the crack of the table where you put the leaf, because you have to pull it apart to clean it. And her husband, Dave's like, "It's just milk. We have kids. It happens. If you're getting that mad over spilt milk, I don't think you're being led by the spirit, right? Because God gave us victory over spilt milk. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so we really need to like, what is making you raging right now? It's okay. It's a little work. It's fine. When you have kids, it's a lot of work. And you God has given you the ability to do it. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Bad feelings towards others. Right, we talked about that earlier. Cursing. Slander, foul mouth, abuse, shameful utterance. Don't be putting people down, not even joking. I have a family member that puts people down and laughs about it under the, guide, under the, the covering of I'm joking, but they're not because they do it all the time. Once in a while to tease a little bit, that's a, that's a whole different story. But to harp every time you see them, they're laughing at your mistakes. They're laughing at your wrongdoings. They're laughing because you didn't know a question or you mispronounced a word. And they do it every single time. That's shameful utterance, I think. Adultery, fornication, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, strife, envy, murder, drunkenness, and anything like them. And I like that they say that because people say, I don't drink anything like it. (coughs) Are you getting high? Are you doing prescription drugs? uh, Praise God, you know, I had surgery last year, and I had to have a painkiller, but I didn't stay on them, right? They served a purpose for a very, very, very short time. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to deal with this and let my body have some endurance. Anything like these. If it comes close to them, hmm, that's probably a hindrance, right? Now, how can we throw these hindrances off? Now, we read it in in chapter 12, verse, let's go to verse 2 and read it again. That first part of it says, looking Unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That's how you throw these things off. You look to Jesus. Jesus, is this hindering me? <laughs> yeah. That's a simple question, right? Jesus, would you like me to get rid of this? Jesus, why did I get so angry? And He'll show you. You ask, and He's gonna show you. Jesus is our example. What did he do in that situation is our example. We're looking unto Jesus. Uh, We want to get rid of those things that are slowing down. Walking in the spirit, the natural world gets smaller. And the spirit realm gets larger. The things of God get bigger and bigger when we walk in the spirit. Praise God. Amen? Amen. If you have a sin habit, and I listed a whole bunch, flesh habits, sin habits, it's time to get rid of them so that you can move on into the spirit realm and the things that God has for you. Look at it like the fire ants. You don't want to be one more night with the fire ants, right? (laughs) You don't want to be one more second with the fire ants. You want to get rid of it. So that you can live that life that God had, has prepared for you. Those things deplete your spirit. They deplete you. They drain you. And God's wanting to give you things that lift you and fill you. There are times when you have to say no. You have to shout it out. No, I will not do that again. No, I will not think that again. I had a situation here about a month and a half ago with a, a person that was very close to me and and, and it's a repeated thing that is going on. And of course, in my head, you know, I fight the battle with that person in my head. I don't know if you guys do that. Like, I have a full conversation going back and forth. And she says this, I say this, and she says this, and I. S- I don't know if anybody else does that, but, it, you know, I really, once I'm done, I feel like I've been in this really good argument, right? And nobody's there. Well, I'm laying in bed one night. And uh, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I sat up straight in bed. I'm like, no, I am not thinking that way one more day. Do you hear me? I think the best about that person. I'm praying peace over that person. I don't care if this relationship is ever restored. I want peace in their life. Laid down, haven't thought about it again. I mean, I thought about it, but I haven't like went back and forth like that. Haven't lost another minute of sleep over it. I had to say no, right? When I have acted up or thought wrong, I have went to my my bathroom and looked in the mirror and said, you will not think that way. Do you hear me? You won't do it. Stop it. Tell yourself. Sometimes you need to give yourself an attitude check. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Get rid of it. You want God's things bigger in your life. Now's the time. Now, right now is the time to have the Spirit-led life that God has designed for you. Allow the Spirit to correct you, to guide you. Listen, correction's not comfortable. It's not But it's always good for you. (laughs) It will will lead you into victory. Amen. Uh, Principle number two. Walk in the Spirit by sowing to the Spirit. Let's go to Galatians chapter 6. Sowing is not for your finances. Sowing is not just money. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8, it says, For he that soweth to the flesh shall also reap, shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Amen. When we sow to our flesh, we're, we're reaping corruption. But when we sow to the Spirit, we're reaping of the spirit of life everlasting I need life in my situations I need something to spring up within every area of my life I do not need hindrances I do not need bad attitude (laughs) I do not need lack I need life springing up within my situation How do we sow to the Spirit? Our time. We give our time. Amen? Spend time in the Word of God. Spend time uh, uh, reading the Word. Spend time praying. Spend time meditating on the Word. Uh, Brother Hagen prophesied one time that give God, tithe to God your time. Think about how much time you have in a day. How much are you going to tithe to Him? Give him that. Start there. Right? Andrew Walmack said, you know, uh, there's some days that I'll pray for an hour. And there's some days I might in the morning. And then there's some days that I'll pray for 15 minutes. But then I might pray in the afternoon. Then I might pray in the evening. But I'm constantly recognizing. I'm constantly giving them, uh, giving God time on purpose. Praise God. Amen. When we do that, things start to happen. There was a lady, and I'm going to close with this, and I only got through two steps, and I've got three more to go. So part two is coming, amen? Amen. Uh, There was a lady in in Washington, D.C. She was on a bus, and uh, some thieves had come on the bus, and they started robbing people of their possessions. And by the time they they got to her, she said, uh, leave me alone in the name of Jesus. And they quickly got off the bus. Well, something sprang up within her and caused her to say that, and the Lord moved on her behalf and caused them to flee from her, right? Uh, I believe it was Pastor Caldwell, correct me if I'm wrong, told a story of a lady that was robbed. And um, that at the church, they were um, studying on Psalms 91, right? And... Part of that was co- about the feathers covering you, you know, with his feathers. And, and uh, he, she was being robbed and all she could say is feathers, feathers, feathers. And the guy let go of her purse and took off. And she, no harm to her, didn't lose anything, right? And, but it was in her spirit. She had sat under that study and had been feeding on that study. And it was in her spirit for Psalms 91. Now, there was another story with Keith Moore. He was, years ago, he was on the prayer line. And uh, the lady had called and said, please pray for me. I just got robbed. And so, uh, Pastor Moore was praying for her. And he said, my heart just went out to her. He, she said, I pray 91, Psalms 91 over me all the, every day. And I just don't understand why this happened. And, and he was, you know, he said, I was very compassionate towards her. And then, All of a sudden, I asked, well, did you have business down there today? Why did you go there? He said, I know now that that was the Holy Spirit asking that question. And she says, well, she says, something was telling me not to go. And he's like, that was the Holy Spirit trying to protect you. She's like, but I used Psalms 91 to protect me. See what I'm talking about? It can override what... Your Scripture can override what the Holy Spirit is leading. Th- that's what the Holy Spirit was doing with Psalms 91, trying to tell you to stay home. Right. And he was able to explain that to her. And, and I believe she grew, right? Amen. So God has us in a place where we can hear. And he wants us to be quick to hear and quick to obey the leading of the spirit amen Amen. so we will get to parts three four and five when next time i'm asked to minister but i believe that we've mastered one and two and i believe they'll help you amen uh the other the other three are uh again practical uh in the spirit uh walk in the spirit by presenting your body as a living sacrifice uh, by praying in the Spirit daily and by obeying the Spirit. And we'll get into those uh, soon. Praise God. But I want to pray for you. Amen. I want to minister to you. If you will stand to your feet, God is faithful. Amen. Amen. All the time. Here's the thing if you're filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you have a power within you. And we need to be tapping into that power daily. Even when you don't have an item to pray about, pray in the Spirit anyway. Because God is directing your path. Amen? God can show you things to come. Amen? But if you don't have the infilling of the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want to give you that opportunity to have that today. Because I believe that it is a important piece of receiving what God has for us. And if that's you and you desire that, you desire the uh, infilling of the Holy Spirit and that you want that overflow in your life, yes, when we're saved, we have the Spirit in us and He does speak to us. But when we have the infilling of the Holy Spirit, it it can overtake every situation in, in our life. It gives us the power, not only in our own life, but as we minister to others, the Holy Spirit is able to move even more powerful. If that's you and you want to pray this morning and receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit, I would like to invite you to come up and and receive that. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I believe that you're all filled, and I want to encourage you to speak in tongues every day. It is a gift from God that empowers us, amen? Not only in our personal life, but in ministry as well. It'll empower you to speak to that person at work, right? To pray for that person the proper way, amen? Now, I do want to give the opportunity, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you... You say, I want to know what you're talking about. I want to experience that. Maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching online. Uh, The first step is making Jesus the Lord and Savior of our life. Amen? Amen. So let's pray this prayer together, church. Amen? If you are that person, you pray this prayer with me and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. And I declare... That Jesus is the Lord Lord. of my life life. and I receive him and and his promises into my life and I believe that he died on the cross and rose from the grave grave. so that I can be saved so that I can be be living the promises that you have I I receive him today Jesus' name. Amen. If that was you, whether you be online or you're here in this room, we would like to celebrate with you. If you'll let one of our leaders know that you gave your heart to the Lord this morning, we would love to rejoice with them that do rejoice. If that's you online, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email uh, and let us know that you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Is everybody good? Does anybody need prayer this morning before we leave today? Are you all good and satisfied within your spirit? Praise God. Well, God wants to bless you this week. God wants to increase you this week. And when you come across that increase, start praising Him. Amen. Amen? Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for this opportunity. And I declare the blessing of the Lord upon this congregation. Lord, I call, I call favor at every turn. Lord, I call the advancement in those areas that need the abundance. Lord, I call health in their body and I call protection over their life. Lord, I thank you and we rejoice, Lord, that you are faithful to do exactly what you promised. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Oh, vision of this church, amen. Hallelujah. The vision of this church is always me, to build people's faith and bring their world by the Word of God, and you and I will always be world changers. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this message. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or want to share how this message has helped you, send us an email at mainbuildfaith.net. This message and many more materials are available to you free of charge, can be found at buildfaith.net or at any of our location media stores. As always, keep the switch of faith turned on and build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God.